destroy all children is a website just for you If playing with video games is what you like to do Or rotting your brain with comics and first run movies too We've got a great selection of news and reviews So search us out on the web, you just won't get enough Of all our digital madness and other fancy stuff We'll also make you laugh until your tummy's feeling buff Destroy all children you should go there now. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Destroy All Children. Knowing me, Larry Davis. Knowing you, George Brundle. Uh-huh. 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 Uh, yeah. How you doing? Eh. Eh. You know. Eh. Yeah. Eh. Eh. I'm doing better than CG, CD Projekt Red. <laughs> They've been epically pwned, from what I understand. They're back in the news! <laughs> Just jump right into it. Yeah, sure. Let's check in on CD Projekt Red. Oh no, everything's on fire, still. Mm. Uh, yeah, so they've been the target of a cyber attack, and their internal <laughs> systems have been compromised. Uh, this is a another kind of ransomware thing, similar to the stuff with Capcom. Uh, I will read from, uh, so the, the, the hackers actually left a note, uh, which has been published, uh, and it reads, <laughs> which Mr. Please, you done. could have saved her. I gave you all the clues. <laughs> no, wait, that's the wrong note. I'm it sorry. has a Hold little uh, drawing of Geralt with googly eyes. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, yeah, so they got the uh, source code uh, for CD Projekt. Or I'm sorry, Cyberpunk 2077, uh -huh. uh, The Witcher 3, and Gwent. Oh no! And the unreleased version of Witcher 3, which I don't know what that means. Uh, they've also dumped all documents relating to accounting, administration, legal, HR, investors relations, and more. Okay. So yeah, this seems like uh, CD Projekt Red <laughs> kind of getting fucked up here. Uh, they have said that they will not give in to demands, which sure okay like i guess it probably doesn't matter anyway because i'm sure that any information that these hackers probably got they would just release anyway so eh, maybe i think they would maybe i wouldn't be surprised if the source code for those games popped up in like a year well sure yeah anyway that's uh gonna happen to a nicer company over at cd project <laughs> yeah I, I wonder, uh, speaking of, though, why uh, why they decided to publish that like readme that the hackers left. I don't know. It's pretty that, funny though. That just makes them look like dopes. Yeah, it does. Uh, hey, moving on from one fire to hey. another one. Yeah. Hey, uh, E3 2021. What's that? Will be a digital event. Oh. Uh, this is another step in the transition of E3 from the biggest gaming convention to, I don't know, this thing that just kind of happens every summer and for some reason we still vaguely participate in it because we feel like we sort of have to out of a sense of tradition. Uh-huh. So it'll be uh, mostly an, an online event in the in the coming year. Uh, or, well, it has now pivoted into a full online show, rather. I'm sorry. Um, hey, uh, speaking of online shows, this is a quick aside. I want to ask, do you remember sure. if there was a Nintendo Direct that had something about Danganronpa in it? 
Cause, yes. Because I remember like Monokuma showing up in one of them, but then I looked and I could not find anything about the Danganronpa games like no, coming I'm... Switch or anything. I swear to God, I, I saw a Danganronpa thing on a Nintendo Direct. That's what point. I thought, that too. That sounds but, very familiar. But then I thought maybe it was just like a play, one of the PlayStation State of Play things, and it was like for the... um. The trilogy release or something But I thought for sure that I remembered it being like Red background and then like Either Monokuma or um, The bunny when I forget the name of I'm pretty sure it was a Switch thing Like a Nintendo thing because I remember I remember that It was a point of ridicule For me because I Am embarrassed about you being excited about Danganronpa So every time it comes up Also why I it was Patrick Klepik's like one of his favorite games And so it just is a continuation of that Well he's occasionally me, right About some things yeah. Although he also came to it way later Yeah No I, I swear to god That is a thing that happened too Okay well I can find But since no, I do not keep no on top of Danganronpa of Yeah Weird um, Mandela effect Yeah no Yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, E3 is is not really happening this year in the way that we it's traditionally happened, and I know that a lot of this is in light of COVID nineteen still being a thing, and it will still probably be a thing by the time E three rolls around. Uh, but it's probably just good that they move to a like digital event only anyway. Like this kind of just feels like it's always been the logical conclusion of E three is just not having E three. Yeah, like when you look at sites covering it, like even Giant Bomb, like they don't even bother going to the actual conferences. They just do it from a site there and watch it online. Yeah. Which makes zero sense to me, honestly. Except, I guess, for having like the people in for interviews. That's about it. Yeah, the the interview rotation stuff that they do, and then I I think still getting to go onto the floor and like actually demo things. And of course, you know, you have appointment demos and things like that, which would be the reason that they would still come out there. But judges, I guess if yeah, but you could still do a lot of that stuff at a distance anyway. I I guess the only real loss would be having developers in the room to talk with them. Because I like that stuff. That's probably the best part about their coverage. Yeah, I want to talk to Uh, Ed Boone. But also, it's Giant Bomb, and uh, Giant Bomb is speaking of fires. Yeah, Giant well, Bomb. R.I.P. Yeah. They had a good run. Yes. Yeah. Well, at least it's mostly Jeff conducting those interviews, so they're still extremely watchable. You don't have like you know Ben showing up, standing in the background, like mostly out of frame because he's nine feet tall. Mm-hmm. Actually, that would be pretty good though. Yeah. Just stands there, does not move, and doesn't say anything. You like that guy in um, Police Squad, <laughs> where they say like you have something on your mouth, and he like moves his hand up, and just an entire banana falls down. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, people have just unlocked a new mode in Bloodstained: Ritual of the Night. I only bring this what? up because of, of one thing. So apparently there has been a mode hidden in Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, where if you enter the Konami code while on the menu for Classic Mode, you then get 1986 mode. And I only bring this up to you because it adds the Belmont strut. Oh. It's in the game. Okay. So I am now even more interested in Ritual of the Night. All right. 
Uh, it just makes the game control like one of the original Castlevanias. Sure, uh, like no air control. Yeah, so it says no backflip, no backstep, no slide. Mid-air control is reduced. Mm. Cannot jump off stairs, cannot jump onto stairs. Extended whip is not available. Cannot stand or crouch mid-whip animation. Wait a second. This is Ritual of the Night? I, yeah, pretty sure. Thought it was... Yeah, buzzed in Ritual of the Night. Okay, what about the other weapons and stuff then? I thought this would be like Curse of the Moon. Nope, it's oh. Ritual of the Night. I have no idea how that actually affects progression because, yeah, of course, you're probably getting different power-ups and weapons and things like that if it is just entirely movement-based and confined to, like, the whip or, or what they do with it. But uh, Maybe that's what classic in the mode bell is. Monstra. Mm. Yeah, I ma- yeah, maybe, like, I, I don't know what classic mode is, actually. So, yeah, maybe it just changes the way that you progress through that game and makes it more like a traditional Castlevania. Might be like um sort of like Maybe. playing as Richter in Symphony of the Night, I guess. Sure. Possibly. Like the thing with that though is Richter has such crazy movement tech that he's able to beat the game by bypassing a lot of the game. Sure. So I would think that if you're reducing everything though and making it so well, you have less control over your movement, then progression must be a bit different than that. That's what I'm saying though. That that would be classic mode, and then this is nineteen eighty six mode, which would reduce the movement. Because mm. you were saying it gets rid of backflips and stuff, which would be what Richter had. Yeah. Richter has that good slide. Yeah. Just slides and then jumps. Mm-hmm. Just vaults himself like a cannonball. That's it for news. Great. That's all the news I got. All oh, the news. Uh, well, news. the GoldenEye thing, I guess, would be the other news. Yes. But then that also goes into stuff I've been playing. Okay. What have you yeah. been playing? Uh, if you heard of this little game called GoldenEye 007? No. Based off of like a, a film franchise, yeah. I think it's from like Europe. I know the movie. You're saying they okay. made a game out of it? Yeah, they made a like yeah they did like a, a game adaption. Uh, it was on the Nintendo sixty four. I don't know if you ever um, had one of those. Mm, no, it didn't when was sell that? well. Uh, like I I think it was like late eighties. Okay, so it was like yeah. it was before the three DO. I had a 3DO uh, Yeah I think it was before 3 Well everyone had a 3DO Yeah, You don't have to say you had a 3DO well, I know a 3DO. I'm just saying I mean that's so well look Not many people were able to play GoldenEye So uh, the company that made it Rare uh, Which is now owned by Microsoft Were doing a remake of it For the Xbox 360 uh, And the hang up was there was a licensing hangup that didn't let them actually be able to put the game up on the marketplace. It didn't have anything to do with Nintendo's rights over the game. It had everything to do with Eon not signing off on it, which is insane because Eon just turned down money. Eon basically looking at this like people looking at the stimulus checks and going, no, I don't want extra money. What the fuck are you talking about? Get out of here. Um, yeah. And so... This thing just kind of disappeared. It, it was briefly on PartnerNet for like an hour, and some people who had access to PartnerNet played it for a bit, and that's how there's like just a tiny bit of footage out there already. Uh, but apparently, like a, a copy of this thing existed on some sort of development console. Uh, Microsoft would regu- regularly trash those things, but someone must have just found one and preserved it. 
and now the ISO has been dumped out there on the internet. Uh, and if you know where to look, you can find it since we cannot direct you to illegal software uh, because it is illegal to distribute things like ROMs and ISOs. Uh, I can't tell you where to locate it. But if you did a Google search for GoldenEye <laughs> Xbox 360, it might be on the first page, maybe. I mean, I would <laughs> Quite hope so. possibly. I maybe clicked on a link within the first three results and found exactly what I wanted. Right. Uh, yeah, I have not really looked into it because I don't particularly care, really. Um, not that long ago, I played through the whole game using uh, mouse and keyboard with a hack that's available mm -hmm. there. Um, and it made it a whole lot easier. And I would imagine yeah. the same is true for having actual dual analog control, similar to the Xbox Live um, remake, I guess you could say, of Perfect Dark. What um, a difference having a good analog stick and a real trigger makes to playing GoldenEye. Also higher frame rate. Yes, that too. Well, I, I had some issues with frame rate, and I don't know if it is to do with I had too much running in the background while also running the 360 emulator. Probably, uh, because what I saw, it ran pretty smoothly. Yeah, I, I'm not too sure. This is the fun thing, though, for me. Um, it is harder to get a PlayStation emulator up and running than it is an Xbox 360 emulator. Cool. The Xbox 360 emulator is as easy to get running as, like, Nestopia. You do not need to download a BIOS. You just download the Xenia emulator, and that's it. It is good to go. Like, if you want to play arcade games, you have to go into the config file and change value over to one, but that's it. What's on? Um... Uh, you don't even have to set up a controller. Like, if you have an Xbox controller, it will automatically map everything. Well, yeah, I would hope so. Um, yeah. What's the compatibility like for that thing, though? Uh, that I don't know. I've not bothered to look up how well other games run on this thing, but the compat the compatibility for GoldenEye, at least, is very, very good. Um, there might be some glitches in that game that are to do with emulation. It's kind of hard to tell because, as far as I'm aware, a lot of people haven't really got this thing up and running on actual hardware yet. Uh, although I imagine that they will. Uh, I think the guys at Digital Foundry were talking about trying to get that mm -hmm. going. Uh, okay. And then Modern Vintage Gamer will undoubtedly get it running on actual hardware I'm, if he ha doesn't already have a video of that up already. Um, I was just uh, just curious because there are a lot of games that are kind of locked up on the 360 and never got a port somewhere else. Um, yeah. And a lot of that has been fixed with the backwards compatibility on the Xbox One and like now Series X and stuff. For example, The Darkness, uh, which previously was... If you wanted to play that, you had to have a 360. Mm -hmm. um, Conquer Live and Reloaded, another example. Well, that's original Xbox, but still played on 360. So, yeah. Mine, for me, it would be that Turtles in Time remake. Sure. Because, uh, as I've mentioned, I, I still have that on my Xbox 360, but if you play that now, it will only give you access to the demo. They like completely delisted, de got rid of the game, and so if you had a copy of it, you can't play it anymore. So if somebody actually had like a preserved version of that, like absolutely I would download that I still just don't, to be able to have it. I still don't think that's true. I think there's something up with that because you should still be able to play it. I have tried a couple of times, and it will just only let me play like the first level, and then it says buy the full game, which of course you cannot do. 
Are you sure this isn't just because of some account weirdness, like you bought it on a different account? Or you were logged into I don't into think I bought it on a different account, because I played it with you. So. I know, but... I... Like that, sure that would usually happen. A different account. Well, that would usually happen if you played a game on a different account. Even if you had downloaded, it would just like register it as the demo. No, because I I played it on the account that I have, so I okay. I don't know why, but I don't know. Look up I your thought... Xbox and try playing it, see what happens, no. and then report back to me. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, it, Goldeneye on the 360 is neat. Uh, it lets you like toggle between the original graphics and the new graphics and the well the textures rather than graphics, um, but it's kind of cool seeing Xenia without triangle tits. Like that's weird. Uh, it's neat seeing Sean Bean's actual face, like <laughs> rendered in detail. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. So like having the dual analog control is incredibly good for movement of course uh and so i did double o difficulty on dam and it was way easier to mm -hmm. finish that than it was uh on the nintendo 64 the only thing that kind of like got in my way was uh ammo is much more limited yes. in that version and so i ran out like well, towards the end but the, the other thing is if it's a, a similar issue that i had when playing it with the emulator with mouse and keyboard is yeah, the ammo is more limited, and the higher frame rate means you can run out way faster, especially considering the enemies will just, yeah. like, they'll tank the damage even when they're dead. And that was, yeah. like, a big problem. Yeah, that has been the biggest hurdle for 00 Agent for me. I've, not that I've played around with it too much, but uh, I would still suspect that beating that game in 00 Agent is significantly easier than it is on the N64. Oh yeah, the train uh, especially would probably be a whole lot easier God, Being yeah. able to just whip around and shoot guys Well it's also nice to be able to like see things Yeah Like I know that but part of the problem for me was playing it on a modern TV And having to upscale it and the upscaler having difficulty with the N64 And everything just getting really dark uh, But like even then, like the draw distance on the N64 For GoldenEye is just really bad uh, the textures are all super muddy, and so I imagine just having cleaner textures and better draw distance also goes a long way. So, that actually, I don't like that snow level, the way it looks in the remake. No, oh, where, where you can see way farther, and also it doesn't have the red skies anymore. Yeah, uh, the red skies is my issue with yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I don't mind about the draw distance. No, because I, I feel like that's supposed to be, like, foggy. Like like it's mm -hmm. a blizzard going on You shouldn't be able to see that far uh, I do like the change where Instead of just like Cardboard cut out trees They put a fence up there instead Yeah. So you, you're not like right up against The tree line like you're in a play Yeah That's good but yeah like making it bright and sunny Is a weird choice It is because like even in the movie It wasn't like daylight during any of those scenes It was like night Was it? I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, well, uh, Bond never even goes there, though, is the thing. No. No, but, like, it, yeah, I, I liked it when it had this weird, ominous red sky. Yeah. And looked like a level in, in dusk. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I, I will probably fuck around in that thing more. I was kind of playing with the idea of maybe streaming it with you and just trying to beat Double O Agent again. Okay. And just seeing how that that goes, but uh, Remember, I don't know. Um, two lead pieces. 
<laughs> that's right. Uh, but yeah, that's it is neat. Like I, I think even if you do not particularly have an affinity for GoldenEye 007, the fact that that thing is out there and is virtually complete is just kind of neat. Yeah. So, although I do like that they they basically finished that game and then found out like Eon was not good at Greenlight. <laughs> yeah. I mean that that was always the thing. Like it was known that that game was done. Or mm-hmm. like very, very, very close to done uh, before. I would it got not say it's down. yeah. This build at least is not done. Um the level with the uh the ship, the water has no texture, so it's just a blue void. Mm, okay. Um and like I don't know if maybe it was something with the emulator, but when starting the game up and it does like the opening sequence where you see all the character models, like it would open on the original N64 models and then it would abruptly change them over to the new ones. So I don't know if that is like intentional, like them kind of showing off the change. If it's the emulator having difficulties with like getting new models in something with like, I was reading that like that the first time you play a game in that emulator that there's like shader issues. Um, that seems intentional to me. It sounds intentional, but when you actually watch it happen, it looks like something is fucked up and something wrong is happening. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's weird. If it's intentional, it's a bad choice. Okay. They they cut in at really awkward times. Like they'll they'll change over when a character's face is turned away from the camera and it won't turn back. <laughs> so Okay. Golden Eye. Classic, yeah. some people call it. One of the best of all time. Mm-hmm. An influential the game. First person shooter sure. ever made. Sure. Better yeah. than Doom. Uh Saying all these things to hurt you. What I finished, have you been playing, Larry? I finished Resident Evil 7. And then some. Nice. I, I've gotten all of the achievements in the main game. I've gotten most of the achievements in the DLC. And I've got a lot of problems with you. And now you're going to hear about <laughs> it. Because you told DLC me. DLC fucking sucks. <laughs> no, it doesn't. DLC is great. It's so fucking bad. No, it's not. <laughs> all right. What's your problem with it? Or, okay. Too much Here, of it, none of it's fun Here's another thing, how much did you pay for the DLC? Full, uh, price? full price Well, yeah. there you go Of course <laughs> That might be a problem as soon as it came out Yeah Like Yes, please, more Resident Evil 7 uh, I don't know, most of that DLC to me is just kind of boring I like uh, Ethan Must Die, it also just feels like bullshit You said you didn't And like I don't that. know if they Now you're flip-flopping huh? You said no, you I, like I, it. I liked it until it just kept being a bullshit run. Like it eventually I was just like this just it's balanced bad. Uh it was a fun concept. I liked going through it the first few times, but then eventually like every progressive run just made me start to hate it. Okay, I don't really like Ethan Must Die. I didn't like the birthday party one, even though that's a fun concept. Kind of the same thing. But I liked um, the daughters one. Is like I mean, it's super short, but it's kind of a neat like prologue, I guess, prequel, whatever. Even though I still don't understand why 
Zoe didn't go wacky like the rest of them? Like is is that no, in no. the is that in the logs somewhere that says like why Evelyn didn't infect her mind like the rest of them? Uh, I can't remember. It might be in the like uh oh god, why am I blanking on the name of it? I was talking to you about it earlier. Uh, the one where you play as Jack's brother. End of Zoe. End of Zoe. Yeah. Um, end of Zone of the Enders. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be explained in that, but I don't quite remember. Okay. Um, like it could be a similar thing to like how Ethan is almost definitely infected by the end of the game yeah. and seems totally fine with it. So maybe it is just some sort of like certain people are better conduits for the virus than others, or what? they're more resistant to Evelyn and can inherit like the positive qualities of the virus. Yeah, that that was also why I wondered. Like, I thought the whole thing about uh, Ethan regenerating his hand and leg and whatever else can get chopped off was clearly because he was infected, but yeah. I guess not. I don't know. Um, maybe Mia was. Maybe that's why Chris like blasts her in the face like eight times. <laughs> um, but yeah, Chris, was... stop blasting my girlfriend in the face. Never. Uh, so. Yeah, I like the game quite a bit. Um, makes me more interested in Village whenever that comes out. That's May, right? Yes. All right. I'll play yeah. it when that comes out. Um, and the DLC is... Okay, I'm going to run down the DLC. There was the band footage one, which is kind of all over the place. I really like the Blackjack one. Um, it does not surprise me you didn't like that one because it's math. So, of course, yeah, no, you didn't like it. Numbers. Fuck that. Yeah. I'll say with that, the survival my, my plus mode is, takes way too long because the bets go up to 10. What? My famous story about Blackjack. Here we go. Air quotes famous because I'm pretty sure I've never told it on a podcast. Is okay. I was in Vegas and I decided to sit down and play some Blackjack and I had no idea that an ace could be a 1 or an 11. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and so I kept... I remember you told me kept, this once. Kept telling, I kept telling the dealer to hit me, and she kept looking at me like she felt sorry for me. <laughs> yeah. But, like, she couldn't say anything because she's a dealer. She couldn't be like, sir, do you know how to play this game? <laughs> uh, so I lost, like, a bunch of money playing blackjack, and then, depressed, I got up and played penny slots for, like, half an hour. <laughs> uh, so I just have an aversion to blackjack in general. Uh, because I had a really bad experience tied to actual money. Uh, unrelated, AMC can die and go to hell. Yeah, I hope they fail. God. Anyway, it's time to go get on. into Resident dope Evil. coin. Um, sure. Did you know apparently like one person owns like thirty percent of all dope coin? <laughs> so they could yes, just like dope. <laughs> they could just crash the <laughs> whole thing at any moment. <laughs> kind of great actually yeah um yeah resident evil 7 um i don't know what you want to ask me about re7 uh how spooky was it for you not very did you try it in vr no i i kid because i know you don't have a psvr yeah uh although also i was playing it on xbox so there was especially Um... no way to do it yeah I still need to try that game again in VR, though, because I know that that's enabled on PC now. Apparently it makes it a lot easier. 
like their huh. challenges and stuff specifically being able to aim oh sense. sure probably yeah uh but yeah um, pretty much all the spooks are at the beginning and then it just becomes like standard resident evil of like here's a rocket launcher a grenade launcher i guess yeah um, burn all these what about that also i don't like the molded i think they kind of suck they're just like really generic i wish you had more enemy variety it it almost felt like they wanted to really just go with like each area has a nemesis like character yeah and that's it and then someone was like no you can't do that this game has to have like regular enemies that you encounter throughout the game and so they just like made the molded and threw that in there to satisfy that quota check that box yeah it seems here's your fucking zombies place. yeah i'm i'm not a fan of them either especially uh, with the way they just like despawn so often yeah um, i i suppose if you wanted to like go the route of well it's this mold and things can come forth from the mold because it's being controlled by Evelyn that you could at least have like clusters of mold spawn enemies but like at that point I would rather they be more interesting enemies other than just the same mold man every single time yeah like there are the Get weird with it like there are the ones yeah. there's the fat ones there's the ones with the claws ones with the like arms like the guy from prototype they're the really annoying like four-legged ones that run around to do stuff uh, but still mm-hmm. it kind of doesn't matter because they're just like all mold men that you shoot in the head yeah and i would have liked weirder stuff like a mold snake sure giant mold, centipede mold or lizard something. yeah mold lizard know. mold bird mold pterodactyl mold dog oh, we have the same right uh yeah, I'm not a fan of the Boldman either. I, I would have liked it a lot better if Jack was just like a more persistent thing. I was kind of disappointed that uh, very Far Cry 3 sort of thing where the best character in that game gets offed very early. Well, he keeps like, coming back. Barely, though. I mean, he like, turns not the into same an, way. Ill-bleed, an ill-bleed boss at one point near the end. Yeah, but... You don't get it, like, not in the same way he was in the first part of the game where he's, like, constantly taunting you and stuff and walking through walls. Like, that's the Jack I want. That's the Jack I need. Sure. Um, yeah, like, well, yeah, the, like, I'm about to show you something wonderful is, like, one of the best moments in any Resident Evil game. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like the bit, though, where you kind of have, like, the hallucination of seeing jack and and zoe and jack's like apologizing to you and explaining like hey my family's under control of this stuff and i need you to free them yeah what like we're so, not what's up with people. that part though like why does that happen it is either some weird hallucination that he's having where he's piecing together what's going on and it's getting like internalized that way or it is some sort of like psychic connection through the mold that was what I kind of thought, but then I didn't really know. Like, it, it's obviously not Evelyn because she wouldn't want you to know what's actually happening. No. Also, Ethan's just kind of dumb, and I highly doubt that he would piece it together, <laughs> uh, especially like sure. thinking that they were fine. And, um, yeah, so that was kind of what I thought was it was just like somehow some remnant of Jack being still in the mold and getting to him while he was in there. I don't know. You're not at the end of the end of Zoe yet. No. 
but it'll make sense why maybe Jack would still be in the mold. Okay. Yeah, it, it goes into that stuff a little bit. Um, and Zoe is, of course, still alive during that. She's in like a comatose state, but uh, it would still make sense why she would be in that too, because she's not technically dead. Yeah, that's another thing I have an issue with when you're given the choice mm-hmm. for the like who to give the serum to. It's not really a choice. It's like no, if you give it to Zoe, she just dies anyway. So like, what's yeah. the point? That's stupid. Yeah, canonical thing. I'm pretty sure is giving it to Mia. Um, well, yes, because but, Zoe has her not dead. Yeah, sure. Uh, but like, part of my rationale for th- those two characters appearing is also you definitely kill Marguerite. Yeah. So she would not be there because she is absolutely dead. And that I can't remember the character's name, but the brother is not infected. That's the the big twist in some of the DLC. Uh, he's just a shithead <laughs> and made a deal with like whatever corporation it was that was transporting the virus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the connections. This, yeah, this so, saw emulating motherfucker that, who has like maybe one of the worst stretches of the game. I kind of like that bit. Um, there's there's good bits in there, but there's like the segments where you're just like constantly having to break the tripwire is just kind of dull. Like I didn't really like that. As far as like a design, like twenty element. seconds, but okay. Um, yeah. that the DLC, so not a hero, seems like it has pretty much all of the story stuff in there, and I did not read any of it because <laughs> it just seemed because all of that, all of those files and stuff are in the segment when you're chasing him, and it did not yeah. make any sense to like sit here and stop and read all the files. Chris <laughs> just being like, "Hold up, I got to read this." Yeah, I do really like the bit where he like leaves that turret. And it's just empty. It's just there to spook you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he he is infected at the end of that. Or was he just not infected before? I think he's just not infected before. It, it's been a while. I can't remember if just in the. You, do you actually encounter him yes. in Resident Evil Seven? Oh, okay. Uh, in Seven, yes, he shows up at the gate. When he tells you the past. Well, I mean, like, do you do you fuck him up though? No. So, like, I can't remember if he gets fucked up, and so maybe he infects himself so he doesn't die. No, you, or if you, it's um, just it happens after the fact. Or... You go through his thing, and then you go to like the room where he was watching it, and the chair is spinning in a very okay. Looney Tunes fashion, <laughs> where he got out of there. <laughs> uh, then no, I'm not sure what the deal with that is Because yeah, he is infected by the end of it But I thought that they also made a point That like he was not infected at the time of Resident Evil 7 I don't know I just know at, at the end of Not a Hero Like he ambushes you and stabs you And then you shoot him And then he like morphs into the uh, final Birkin form Basically Yeah Yeah, I. it has been since Resident Evil came out Or Resident Evil 7 came out uh, So I don't remember a lot of that game like a lot of the finer points about the plot I would think since you also got all the achievements though you would have some of that burned into your memory like I do because uh, uh, that means you'd have to play through it like three times here's the problem is I made this list of a lot of games I need to play oh. and it is uh, human mind only has a finite amount of space so some video games just end up becoming a blur to me yeah I guess so I push all this information about Resident Evil 7 out of my head. Just make way for Mega Man Legends. Anyway, 
what I was going to say yeah. was uh, talking about the DLC. The band footage stuff is kind of hit or miss, I suppose, because I don't really like Ethan Must Die or the uh, birthday party one. But I liked the Blackjack. I liked Daughters. I liked... Oh, Bedroom was good. Uh, oh, yeah, Bedroom was fine. Although that's like once you figure out the sequence, that's that's it. Well, yeah, it's an escape room thing basically so yeah once you figure out the puzzle the puzzle is solved what do you expect it um, would be neat if they added more variations to it like something unexpected could happen at a certain point in the puzzle and then it ends up taking a different route or something like that maybe but for also, this dlc that they kind of threw out there for a few bucks i get that they would probably not want to put that much effort into it i also did have to look up part of it because the place they like stash the knife is absurd like that was how would I would never have looked there to find that. That was messed up. Everything mm. else I figured out. It was just... Anyway. Yeah. Um, Not a Hero is pretty good, especially since that was free anyway. Um, like, it's kind of... There's not a lot to it. You're just Chris running around and exploding everything. Um, it was delayed, if I remember right. Like, I, I remember them teasing that for a certain date, and then that date kind of came and went, and it took, like, a while for them to put that out. Maybe. I don't know. Doesn't affect me. I played it this week. Oh, well. Well. Uh, uh, and then End of Zoe, uh, I am liking so far. It is like Breakdown or Xenoclash, uh, which is something I'm into. Uh, a lot of first person punching moldmen and stomping on them. And you're uh, an angry swamp man who screams at everybody. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I liked Into Zoe too. I thought <laughs> you just said it was bad. <laughs> Wait, I did Into Zoe. You said all of it was bad. And also, I thought you did specifically say End of Zoe was bad. Yeah. I like the bits where you're just an angry swamp man punching things, punching alligators. Yeah, that's good. Throwing spears yeah. at him. Yeah. Eating uh, bugs. Ugh. Maybe I should play it again. See, that's the thing. Like, Breakdown has first-person hamburger eating and throwing up. Um, but End of Zoe has first-person centipede eating. <laughs> sure, they had those centipede models for when you crawl through the wall. They needed to do something with them. Yeah. It's got all these perfectly good centipede models lying around. Those right? weren't like, we, we can have a character eat them. Those weren't actually models, though. They were like decals. Yeah. It was a neat effect, though. Yeah, well... They're moving my my memory being what it is. I yeah. remember them moving around. I thought they were fully modeled. No, I, but, I mean I looked at uh, it and was like, "Oh, that's a pretty cool effect." Like, it's yeah. sort of like when the the walls would change in Silent Hill or something. But yeah, bugs. It's been a while, but it looks good. It's been a while. Um, yeah. Resident <sighs> Evil Seven. I give. Um, I'm gonna say an eight point five out of ten. I give it a seven out of ten. Or synergy. Okay. Also, because I don't like a lot of the DLC, and it really <laughs> holds it down for me. <laughs> okay, fine. Um. Yeah, anyway, sorry, that, that's a... basically all I've been playing. I still have to knock out a few of the achievements, and then I'll be done with it. Uh, and I have in my possession, I received from GameFly, uh, East Nine Monstrum Knox. So I'll get to play some of that. That just sounds like the name of a Star Trek character. Yeah, kind of. Monstrum Knox is coming to DS9. 
Oh, also, actually, I do have something else I've been playing, but you have something else to mention first. Uh, I've been trying to play Perfect Dark on my Nintendo 64. I assume that's you, that's what you wanted me to talk about. Oh no, Perfect Dark. Um, no, uh, I do have a follow up though about my TV from last week. Uh, I ended up buying the TV off the lady, and the image is tilted. Uh, even though she assured me that it worked perfectly, although I guess it would appear crooked if you're high on ketamine, it would look correct. The room is spinning. It's tilted, right? <sighs> on tilt. Uh, anyway, the only way to fix it. Uh, so I thought it was a like a software thing, like there was a setting that maybe you can realign the the picture, which is not the case. It is that the yoke is misaligned. And so you need to like, ah, see, this is the reason why I brought it up. (laughs) So like you, it's a fairly easy fix where you just like you unscrew the thing that fastens the yoke and you readjust the yoke and then it's good. But like, I don't want to fuck around in the back of a CRT. So I've been trying to like call up a repairman uh, where I live and uh, none of them will touch a CRT. It's going to cost like $300 to get that fixed. Yeah. I I couldn't get a price from anyone because no one would even bother to open up a CRT except for one guy who also seems like he was high on ketamine uh-huh. when I called him. Uh, so I, I called him up and I shouted, yolk from egg, and he just said, what? Yeah. Uh, no, Everyone should I explained know. To him, if you like, work in the TV yeah. business, you should know what yolk from egg means. Yes. I, I called him up and I said, I need you to touch my yolk. I need you to, to correct my yolk and, and get it straight. Uh, and then he threatened to call the police on me. Yank my yoke, sir. <laughs> but sir, my yoke. I'm looking for a yokeman. Um, no, I it's I don't think he understood what I was trying to explain to him. I think he thought that the actual screen itself was completely crooked in the case because he was like, "No, if the screen's crooked, you got a whole different problem. The the yoke is well secure. Those things don't tilt at all ever." Uh, even though when I looked up CRT screen tilt, everyone said that the yolks get misaligned over time, especially if you're moving them around, which of course I I have. Uh, so yeah, this TV's probably just junk. Uh, at least I only spent ten bucks on it. Um, more upset about wasting my time and lugging it around. Uh, and now I'm trying to deal with a local TV station who may or may not still have professional video monitors. Apparently they started getting rid of them about a year ago. Uh, but my my quest for a CRT continues. I'm very upset to find out that there is a place here where you can pay 10 bucks to throw some axes at shit. And apparently people have been bringing CRTs in to get busted up with axes yeah, for sure. a while now. It's fun. And like... I bet it is, but here's the thing. They don't realize how much money they're potentially wasting. If people are just bringing them CRTs and they actually plug them in to see how if they work, they could sell those things for way more than the 10 bucks that people are paying to come and break them. Yeah. They have no idea how much money they're sitting on. Just bust them up, whatever. Uh, so I drove by there thinking maybe I could pick one up, but all the ones that they had were gigantic. Um, and also like... Two of them were not actually proper CRTs. So, <sighs> anyway, I just want to play Perfect Dark and have the image be straight. That's all I want. Cathode Instead... ray television tube television. They're televisions. 
Tube. Yoke from Tube. I've been playing Mortal Kombat 11, uh, which I played back when it came out, but didn't put a whole lot of time into. And man, that game's good. I think for whatever reason at the time, I just wasn't into it. But especially like coming up, coming to it right after playing some of Unju- Injustice Two, Unjustice Two, uh, <laughs> it's a pretty clear one improvement. It is, um, specifically the changes to meters and equipment and everything, like not having stats tied directly to the gear, instead making it more of a cosmetic thing is a good idea. Yeah, but um, it doesn't have Hellboy. That's true, but it does have Robocop. Yeah, but it doesn't have the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, but it does have Spawn. Uh, I guess he got me there. Also has the Terminator and Rambo and the Joker. <laughs> but uh, does it have Todd McFarlane showing up and in a very tired voice explaining that he doesn't dream? He's I'm, incapable of dreams? It should. I'm mad that there are like three <laughs> spawn intros and not one of them starts with like a, a video game Todd McFarlane drawing at a desk and like turning over, <laughs> like looking over his shoulder. And saying, darkness, what does it mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, no, I, I only played through that game once. Like, I got through the story mode, and then I tried to play online, and then remembered I'm very bad at fighting games against people who, like, routinely play fighting games, and so I just shut it off forever. I have not played the story mode yet. Uh, I just played oh. the towers, um, which I like a lot. Uh, unlocking... Various things to play dress up And then messing around in the crypt And unlocking chests and whatnot That's what I'm here for I'll play the story mode eventually Especially since there was that Aftermath expansion thing to it Which was included Mm -hmm. Uh, So MK11 Ultimate went on sale On PlayStation Network So I got that So I have it on PS5 Apparently a different trophy set uh, because I didn't have any unlocked when I started it, and then I just like went to the crypt and immediately unlocked one. Um, mm. or may- eh, maybe that was just a trophy for going into the crypt. I'm not sure. Uh, I'll have to see if it unlocks other stuff. Maybe I'm just like screwed for some stuff I might not be able to unlock now. I don't know. I'll find out. Uh, but yes, the combat also I just feel is far more responsive. Uh, they toned way down the sort of dial-a-combo nature of the previous games. The animation is a whole lot better. Uh, there's not nearly as much of the whole, like, stand with feet planted and swipe in, which was, like, the thing I hated the most about older Mortal, <laughs> Mortal Kombat games. Um, they change for the meters, like, just having dedicated defensive and, and offensive meters for changing your special moves is really good, because, like, in Injustice and in the previous uh, Mortal Kombat games... It was just like, save it all up, use it on your move that will take like 30% of their health. No reason to use it for anything else. There probably is if you're better at fighting games than I am, but I didn't bother. I would just save it for the ultra move. Whereas now, that's just like, get low on health and you can use it. Um, But the other thing that struck me when playing this is that I don't think Netherrealm gets enough accolades for their comedic timing. Because every fatality and fatal move is a masterpiece of slapstick. And I love it. Like, yeah. I will never not laugh at the Aaron Black fatal blow thing where he throws two coins in the air, shoots them, and ricochets both bullets directly into the opponent's eyeballs. That's so funny. 
It is really good. Yeah, the uh, all the ones of like Cassie Cage taking selfies after busting dudes' jaws off. <laughs> Those are good too. Yeah, um, but yeah, like speaking of Ed Boon on Giant Bomb, I believe this is where I heard it. Uh, it was in one of those interviews there where he was talking about the process they use for creating fatalities, which is that generally they have to have three steps, each one increasing in absurdity. So it's like Sub Zero freezes them, and then he cuts their head off, and then he freezes the head and punches through that. And after I have heard Boone talk about that, like, I see it everywhere in all of them. I can always say, like, okay, there's step one, two, three. And, like, there is an artistry to that that I really appreciate. Yeah, look, distill it down to a formula. Yeah. Ed Boone's secret recipe for comedic (laughs) success. Yeah. Yeah, I had seen you tweeting this same sentiment out, though, but you had mentioned, like, Buster Keaton must be looking up from hell, like, (laughs) affectionately watching footage of fatalities. Yeah, That got me thinking, like, what hell must be for Buster Keaton? Like, is it just Buster Keaton doing the stunts he did when he was alive, but they all fail horribly over and over again? He just stands in the wrong place so the house falls on him. Yeah, I was going to say, every day he wakes up, that house has fallen directly (laughs) on top of him over and over and over again. Yep, he's getting run over by trains. Anyway, rest in peace, Buster Keaton. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, Please don't spoil that I workshop my bits on Twitter before (laughs) doing this, please. Come on. Ruining the magic. People are probably listening to this podcast for the same one reading your bits on Twitter. Probably. Well. (laughs) Uh, MKLM, I recommend it. Yeah, yes. It's a very good game. Um. My question to you, though, is MKX good? What do you mean? Uh, MKX, that's the one that was free uh, for yeah. PlayStation Plus subscribers. Uh, and I picked that up, but I've not played it. Because uh, when I got it, I was just going through and quickly claiming things, and I kind of mistook it for Mortal Kombat 11 for oh. a second. And then when I went back into the library, I was like, wait a minute. This is the one before that, and I don't yeah. know if this is like as good. If people like look back at this one fondly, or if it's yeah, kind of X like, was eh. fine. Everyone since the reboot has been better than the previous one. Like I liked MK9 okay. well enough. Uh, X I liked more, but I think Eleven is by far the best one. I'm just waiting for Mortal Kombat X two. <laughs> yeah, where you get dress spheres. Get, yes, get Scorpion a dress sphere. You can get become ch- a pop idol. Get Jack's address sphere. That's what I want to see. Ooh. Um, but yeah, also, I would also say Mortal Kombat pulled off the like next generation of characters way better than pretty much any other franchise has attempted to. Like, nobody cares about uh, Alex from Street Fighter Three. I mean, I no. kind of do. I like when he goes. I don't even know who that is. You don't. No, what's an Alex? He's big is that rest- like a... Sh- he's, is he a member of Shabladoo? No, he's not a men- member of Shabadoo. He's like a wrestler guy with a bandana. He goes, ooh-wah! You know, um, mm. Alexa from Salty Bet. Those are just Alex's moves and voice clips. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, uh, like... Because um, I specifically, I really like playing as Jackie Briggs. She's one of the most fun characters in that game. Her and Cassie Cage both are really fun to play as. Uh, of course, who was when that? When it comes to new Street Fighter characters, the only one I care about is Rainbow Minka because I just want her to 
pop my head like a cantaloupe between her thighs. Who was the guy in MKX? The the one with the bow. He was like I don't. It's like Kung Lao's kid, MKX. maybe. Or I thought you did. No, I'm saying I have it. I just don't know what people know. think of it. I've not actually like popped. I know. I thought yet. you played it back when it came out. Oh no no oh. no. I played uh, I, eleven is the only Mortal Kombat I've played since like three. Oh, okay. That's not that's not true. I played one of like the middle ones on like the PlayStation Two or something uh, like that. Deception, cool. Deadly Alliance. Yeah. One of those. I don't know exactly which one, but sure, I I fucked around with one of those. Uh, I have played both of the Injustice games, mm-hmm. uh, but that's been about it. Like I've not played nine. I've not played X. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay, I was gonna say like the other two sort of combat kids that were introduced in X are not in this one, which is probably for the better because they were kind of whatever. Cassie and Jackie are like the main yeah. ones, and they should still show up just to get killed in a really funny way. And they just you know you write them off. Don't put them in another they game. They might. I don't know. It's also kind of messed up how MK11 Ultimate comes with all the DLC except for the movie pack. So if I want to replace Ronda Rousey, I still have to pay like $5. And if I want Christopher Lambert in the game, which of course everyone does. I'd say five bucks is well worth it just to replace Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey? Yeah, Ron Paul Rousey. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ron Paul Rousey. Um... Yeah. Oh no, that's worth the five bucks alone. That's Never mind the fact that you get yeah. Ugh. It's unfortunate casting her in that game. It's unfortunate in anything, casting really. her in don't... everything. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't 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 do that. Well, Please I don't think anybody that. is now. I think uh, that ship has sailed. Yeah. I've also been playing a free on PlayStation, free with PlayStation Plus video game. Oh, yeah. I know that's not what Mortal Kombat 11 is uh, for you, but, you know, rather Mortal Kombat X for me. Uh, But I have finally been playing Medium. Huh? Wow. Control. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, Not the same thing. Um. Well, I'm getting confused because she has psychic powers. <laughs> well, thinking about her like kind lifting of. stuff up and and throwing things and everything, and I'm thinking, ah, she's a medium. But no, it's control. Well, that's not what uh, medium does. Yeah, well, whatever. I'm thinking of. See, now I'm thinking of Akira, where yeah. Kay is referred to as a powerful medium, but all she does is she so she shows up and she throws some things. Um, even well, I guess it's Lady Miyako and the kids. They're controlling her, so she's a medium. She's a conduit for. Look, whatever. Akira's great. Uh, medium, probably good. It's of course, right. I'm referring to the show. Um... Yeah, that's why I was gonna <laughs> ask. Did you watch the show and expect her to be like flinging <laughs> tables around? <laughs> oh, I wish I would have watched the shit out of that. Um, control, though, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry, it's all about control. Yeah, you have to take control. Yeah, you have to get all the control points. There there was a, a recent thing uh, with Adam Savage on Tested, and he was talking about objects of power and control and the entire yeah. like 10-minute little, like he's just answering an innocuous question. I'm just sitting here thinking about, yeah, man, control's a really fucking good video game. So he was actually talking um, about the game control and objects of power? No, he, w- no, he was not. He oh. was mentioning like real-life objects of power, but like objects that mean something to you and 
that you can have that through them you feel like you have more control over things like or not necessarily that like he was explaining like how disc. when yeah exactly <laughs> uh or a safe or a uh you know a, a little horse from a merry-go-round yeah <laughs> um no he was talking about like uh, oop oops oops um he was talking about how when he goes and he creates something, he he has material and he's putting it together and he's he's forming like you know he's making a Samaritan gun. He's he's working on a project. How like you kind of have to let those projects kind of take you in directions that you wouldn't necessarily expect yourself to go in. You have to be prepared to not have things go according to plan and just sort of roll with it, uh, because you cannot have absolute control over anything in your life. Um, and so he kept mentioning like control and the control people have over objects and projects and stuff like that, but then also referring to those things as objects of power. <laughs> and so it was really fucking me up because uh, I was playing a lot of control. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like pretty fun game so far. Uh, looks great in the um, I don't have it in performance mode. I have it in like the graphics mode mm. and it looks beautiful. So I, uh, I, I also started playing this, replaying it, uh, and because I wanted to see what that looked like. And yeah, it looks good. And then at one point, I switched it over to performance mode and was like, oh, I'm never switching this back. Because like, yeah, it, it doesn't <laughs> look as good, but you really want the 60 FPS, especially later on, because that game gets pretty hairy. Yeah, I've been considering it, but then I've also, like, it's the ray tracing looks really nice does well especially um, though once you get to like maintenance and stuff where there aren't as many shiny areas if you want oh, you sure. could just turn it back on for the astral plane stuff because that's where you get most of the reflection and oh whatnot. yeah astral plane looks looks great with that on but, i love uh, the board the board is still one of the best like video game characters of all time yeah uh i really like Otti the janitor yes. even though i desperately need subtitles to understand what he's saying and i could not find options to turn subtitles on oh, they're for some there. reason um i don't know what menu they're buried under i kept looking for them and i could not find them which is funny mm. to me because they have like a whole bunch of other stuff well, the, for like accessibility the thing and yet is, they like, don't have that half of the stuff that he says is just like idioms in whatever mm. language that he's like speaking okay. in i'm not sure he's like saying you're not much of a grouse's son or whatever like m most of what he's saying you, doesn't make sense anyway, even with subtitles. Okay, uh, I gather that he is uh, not a human being. Yeah, he, he's some sort of entity. Mm. So I've I've been thinking about this recently. Like you have these like super secret areas, right? Like yeah. the 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 oldest house is is one of these things where it's like. You have to have astronomical levels of clearance to even know what goes on in there. Yeah. Uh, but you still have to have a cleaning crew. Like, you can't just expect yep. all the, like, the doctors and everything to, like, mop everything up at the end of the day. Like, you have to have somebody who's, like, on kind of the bottom rung of the, like, corporate hierarchy to come in there and wipe down everybody's shit. So it would make sense, and I don't know if this is the case, that Ati is actually some sort of entity that they have coerced into becoming the sole member of the janitorial staff, and he's able to just mystically clean everything up, and they don't need to worry about any kind of like breach because he is not a human being. Do you, and like do, I, do you want me to tell you what? So I actually don't know no, if this I'll is specifically said, like what he is. Okay. 
Um, but then, I, then, yeah, go ahead. And I believe that he is like a guardian of the oldest house, uh, because okay. he lives in the foundation, uh, which mm. is sort of a area below it. Like he'll tell you, like, this is where I live. This is where I'm from. And it's kind of a sort of a voidish area. So yeah, he's not human, but yeah, okay. he, he's. It seems like this is sort of his responsibility is to safeguard the oldest house. I I just I still like the idea though conceptually. Like if you take SCP, which I guess is probably a fairly close analog for what you know the, the Department of Control and the oldest house is. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, if you took SCP and it's just like, well, someone has to clean the SCP facility, so we just have, like, this is SCP number whatever, and its whole thing is that it's just, like, a floor buffer, and yeah. when you turn it on, it'll just fucking clean everything, and so, like, that that's it. That solves our janitorial needs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just coming up with a weird creative solution for this, like, every every office building just has to be cleaned. I mean, just have to find a way to get it done. So you've already done the maintenance segment, so you know about the clog, which, like he says, like that's my my like long time my sworn enemy is the clog. Yeah. So you've seen that, so you know, like there's some yeah. sort of other thing that he's at battle with, essentially. Uh, yeah. It takes form of mold again, or mold. Oh no! Yeah, but no um, moldmen, thankfully. Yeah. Well. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, like actually that is maybe i think one of the things that i'm disappointed about so far with control is there's not enough like you don't really fight actual monsters you just fight dudes with guns who are possessed by the hiss and that is much less interesting to me considering everything else going on in control yeah keep going okay you'll get i want to fight more spooky things i mean the the only thing that's been kind of close to that so far is like that mass that just swirls a bunch of stuff around it and you have to like kind of dodge it and trap it in a room. Yeah. Um now there there's but, more stuff that you'll fight. Okay. Good. The thing uh, is though, is I, it, I I do kind of like just finding the possessed guys cuz it's similar to Control is the best Jedi game ever made. <laughs> um and it's very similar to like playing Jedi Outcast and just using your force powers and lightsaber on regular stormtroopers. Just like cutting yeah. through these guys. So, uh, what weapons are you using? I'm curious about this. Uh, just the shotgun and the regular handgun. So okay. Far. The I... the machine gun feels like it does such poor damage. Yep. And it burns through the clip that it just there's no reason to use that thing. Well, so the thing there's with that a... is, if you get a mod for it that gives you uh, ammo back on headshots, you can kind of keep firing it indefinitely. Okay. But there. Yeah. I, there is I only one really enemy. used the regular handgun and the sniper, which I don't remember what that's called. Okay. Uh, there, There is one enemy I found the shotgun is really effective on, and it's those, like, orb things. Oh, yeah. Like, for I guess for whatever reason, they're weak to that, because if you shoot them with the, like, machine gun, it just melts through their health bar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's been about it. Like, every, everybody else is, like, they just eat all the damage. I run I run through a clip and they're at half health and it's like, well, if I had a handgun, they would have been dead in like four shots. Yeah. So the um, other thing I would say is don't aim. Like just hip firing is definitely the way to go with that. Uh, because aiming mm. sort of takes so long and leaves you so immobile. Like just running around okay. and dumping ammo and like it's just dump all your ammo, launch something at them until you're out of energy and then dump more ammo because it's recharged by then. That's the loop. If I want to, 
also, I could turn on auto aim because like yeah. again talking about options in this thing like you can turn on god mode from the menu like kill everybody and hit never die like you just throw the cheats right in the basic menu if you want to yeah. fuck around with that stuff yeah sure so, yeah. um but yeah i i say that because also put all your skill points into increased launch damage because yeah. it's ridiculous uh, i've mostly been putting it into it. health bonuses because uh, at least in the early part of the game I found I did not have a huge amount of health And so when I got into a hairy position I was getting killed pretty quick Oh but, yeah, you die pretty fast in that game If yeah. you're not careful um, yeah. I got like also... about four health upgrades now though And I feel like I'm in a very comfortable spot with it though So Yeah, it's just a thing where the health uh, the health upgrades are like 10% each time As opposed yeah. to like 50% extra launch damage And so I look at those two and I'm like yeah. eh, I can just make it so I kill everything in one hit From chucking a vase at their head uh, And <laughs> sure. you'll especially I mean, with that a, later There's been a few times Where I Like I would just dump a clip into a guy And think like oh wow you know it's Like five shots to take this dude down But like I guess I get it because they're possessed by the hiss And the hiss is probably not going to actually react To like physical damage to its host body like it probably just does not care it's marionetting that thing yeah uh but if you throw a full-on fucking bench at someone that is just going to obliterate them from head (laughs) to toe (laughs) like no no wonder that kills them in one hit because they're just gone yeah just Um, treat every enemy like they're mick foley and do as much damage to the body as you want it does (laughs) not matter yeah use your telekinesis to throw them off hell in a cell (laughs) uh make sure some thumbtacks are down there yeah, it's uh also I would just like to ask you what do you think of the story so far cuz like that's the main thing for control for me. So I really am enjoying the story at this point. There is I I guess I'm a little confused why uh Jessie is being so forthcoming with people. Like I know she keeps talking to yeah. the thing in her head. Um Polaris Polaris, yeah. Uh, and going like, hi, maybe I shouldn't tell them about you yet. Or maybe I should. And then she tells people about it. Yeah. Uh, or her just, she's in this facility that took her brother, and then she's like, I need to help these people out. I'm the only one who can do it. I think... And it just, it, it feels a little like, I guess some of her actions feel inconsistent with what her desires are. Yes, uh, I think it's that she knows whether it's due to Polaris or not That they can actually be trusted Or it could just be like her assuming the role of director Is making her do that stuff Yeah. Um, Which again, maybe not Like, she didn't plan on it, but it happens And the service weapon has like some sort of effect on her Either way Um, The main thing for me was that uh Emily Pope seems really untrustworthy at first. Uh and yes. like spoilers, she's fine. She doesn't she doesn't do anything. Yeah. She doesn't like turn on you or anything. Um but yeah, that I had the same thought when she was like, Why are you telling them who you are and why you're here? Uh Yeah. Also Who's what? Who is the doctor 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 Darling starts with a D. Doctor Darling, thank you. Um by the way he's so far my favorite character. Yes. <laughs> even I, though he's only appeared in these videos that I find. Do you want to know if you ever meet him or not? Yes. No. Ah, damn it. You only see him in the videos. 
want um, to pal around with cause, him. Cause he's like, he's bugged out at this point. Like he freaked out and gave everyone the HRAs and then bailed. Um, mm. but yeah, he is, that's the guy who voiced Alan Wake also. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which is neat. And the, I, old, I, the old director is Max Payne, like the gang's hall here. Yeah. I, so talking about story stuff and the way that the story is presented, I have mixed feelings on the data files that you're finding. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's again, uh, to draw that analog with SCP, the more I see stuff redacted, the less of a shit I give. So if I just see a document, there's a bunch of black on it, my eyes glaze over, I'm like, I don't fucking care about this, and I just close it. Um, but, like, the videos have been the best stuff so far because not only are they kind of comical, but, like, it, I, I like that weird FMV stuff that yeah, they do. Of course. So yeah. I, I like the redacted stuff because I like trying to figure out what it actually is. Uh, and most of the time you can If you read all of the notes Like a lot of them will cross-reference each other And you can sort of tell what they were talking about Yeah Like my favorite one I think is um, One where it's talking about how a lot of objects of power Have Like they either influenced or were Subconsciously influenced by Due to like I don't know p- Public psychic power Or however you'd want to call it Maybe tying into morphogenetic fields or something like that Who knows Um like folklore have some effect on them or vice versa like the part that's redacted would be like scissors that drink someone's blood if they are punctured in the neck is one part um also the one that's just like mostly redacted except something about sharks in the break room i think is a really good one yeah um uh yeah i like those but yeah the videos are the best part yeah, I, I would kind of like it if the further you got in the story, the more it maybe unredacts older documents, the more Jesse is learning about things that are like relevant to it or something like that. That'd be kind of like, neat. Right over the black part with like white text. Yeah. So dum dums like me who don't want to actually sit down and like waste time trying to figure <laughs> out what the black parts mean can can go back later and get the full story. Well, it's um, kind of like a Return of the Obra Dinn. You know, you look through these things and then you can piece it together what the older ones mean. Uh, but then yeah. also you can just watch the videos and see Dr. Darling say like We've launched 12 pencils with this And once <laughs> and a one cup time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah He's so happy about launching the cup too Yeah um, Yeah uh, I I do I, Similar to SCP I like the entries that are just About more mundane goofy shit Like whenever I pick up a document It's just someone going like what the fuck is up with the pneumatic tubes here? Like yeah. my mail keeps getting like shoved <laughs> into really a good. void. Yeah, like the fucking mailroom keeps shifting around in this place. I'm not getting any of my letters. Like I understand, like this is just the nature of things. But like, can you guys fucking fix this? Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, all of the like just inner not... office memos and stuff like that are good. Yeah, like I, I can't remember if it was the shark one or if it's something else, but like. This guy like opening a letter to like a female coworker and just being like, ah, oh, you know, you make work in here bearable anyway. What about these like cafeteria sharks? You want to get dinner later? Yeah. Like, yeah, that stuff is like all really good. I I like that stuff a lot. Um, the audio file of the lady who works in the furnace room is really good too. Just going like, I'm, I swear to God, this furnace is talking to me. Like, can't you hear it? And then it's just furnace sounds. Yeah. And then at the end, her going like, wait, what? You eat what? Okay, well, I'll see if I can find some volunteers. Yep. 
That's also like a good bit though where Adi's like, I need you to burn the trash and you like go in there and it's just these barrels of green like nuclear waste and Jesse's yeah. just like, Well, okay, I guess this is what he meant. <laughs> But like too, when you finish that whole like area, because I guess you can like not do that mission and just move on with the story. Yeah. Uh, even though like I did it because it felt very pressing, because it mentions like if you don't do that, this place can just like blow the fuck up. Mm. Um. But yeah, like when you leave, and then Ati is like, "Uh, you asked me for a favor, and now one day I'll ask you for a favor." And it's like, dude, I, I just did your fucking favor though. <laughs> like I got rid of all the trash. Like we're even. Uh, so well, the trash is not really on to a audio up. over here. Oh, okay. That, well, again, I couldn't understand thing. what the fuck he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> if you do all of, uh, Adi will have more janitorial work for you, and if you do all of them, you get a janitor's assistant outfit to wear, which is oh. neat. Okay. Well, then maybe that's the side content I do because a lot of the side mission stuff I've not been too thrilled about doing. A lot of it's just like go clear out the enemies in this location, and yeah. I don't want to bother you don't really like, need breaking to, off of what i'm doing and going all the way over there to just to get into like a combat encounter and then go back yeah you'll need to do any uh, of that stuff it just gets you like mods or whatever you don't have to yeah i think even well, for the trophies you only have to do like four or five of them i think to get them uh 25 of them i think is the no, max you no. have to do for the trophies that's the countermeasures i think i think the actual alerts are just like five I thought the countermeasures were the same thing, though. No. Just go here, clear out enemies. No, countermeasures okay. are the challenges you can activate from control points. They'll be like, uh, kill five with headshots, with the grip, or something. Oh, and so those just pers- persist, then. Like, I don't have to activate them. I just yes, I pick do. them up at the control point, and nope. then they're you- in the background. Nope, you have to activate them, and then you have to like okay. uh, well, claim them once you've done them. Then no, I have not done them. Okay. <laughs> Uh, because I've just been focusing on like getting through the story, and like I did Audi's side mission, and I'll probably go back and do those other ones when those become available. Yeah, because I mean, like these are the, I want that, these want are that just like to. in the background. Like you can just have them active while you're doing anything else. So you might as well. Yeah, like I should probably them. just go turn them on. Yeah. Although and I don't also, know, like I'm probably not going to get platinum in this game because I imagine it also is contingent on like finding all of the documents and everything. And I I know that will end up even though I'm being very thorough. It'll end up with me having to pull out a guide, and I'm just not feeling that right now. Yeah, probably. Actually, Control's pretty good about marking them if you're anywhere close to them, at least. It is. I I feel like I must be getting damn near all of them, but like it's one of those things with collectibles where like you don't really know unless you're using a guide while you're yeah. playing through the game, or you've beaten the game and you realize the thing didn't pop, or it's saying like you have X number out of X number. Well, it's also the annoying um, thing where you would be better off not getting any of them, and then just using a guide and going through that way, instead of yeah. like trying to figure out which ones you're missing. Yep. And like, I don't want to use a, a guide my first time through this game. Yeah. I only had to do that, so I briefly did that in Maintenance, because I was not sure where to go. Uh, maintenance is very confusing if you're trying to follow the map because it's a lot of areas stacked on top of areas. Yeah, the map And you're general, really better off just following... Yeah, the map yeah, sucks. It is, because there are no levels to it. It's just, like, one flat map for each, like, area. Yeah, like, it, it would be better if I can toggle between levels on yep. it. Even that is not ideal. I'd rather have, like, a marker that persists in, like, the game world that I can kind of just direct myself towards... Like, yeah. my, my favorite way to waypoint things is have a button that paints an arrow on the ground for a second. 
-hmm. That way it's not like it's not constantly on the screen. So I'm not getting handheld the whole way. But if I need it, it's there. Yeah, Dead Space style. Yeah. Or uh, the Bioshock Infinite did that. Oh, yeah. Witcher also did. Yeah. I think. Well, see, now we'll have the source code of Witcher so we can put it in every video game. Oh, good. We'll know exactly how they did it. Yeah. I think Fable. I hope that. the source code to Witcher comes out and it's just like a Yandere sim situation <laughs> where people look at it and are like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> this looks like a disaster. Ugh. Um, yeah, the, the waypointing is not very good in that game. Uh, maintenance is a hellhole when it comes to navigation, but yep. what was really tripping me up was that a door that I was supposed to be able to go through was like blocked off by red goo. And the trigger for it, like getting rid of that so I could proceed, did not activate. And so I kept doing these full loops around and then eventually just like warped to another control point. And then found that the goo was gone So it just like the area needed to reload That's odd um, that, that makes me think there was like some enemy around That you hadn't killed or something It's possible Yeah I, I'm not sure But, but, but then like, do, like I, I went up to the door and the enemies In a weird place and like not come to you And you kind of have to hunt them down which is weird Yeah It's definitely possible I, I'm not sure but just it. I wasted probably like 30 minutes Running around the whole place trying to figure out where to go which is kind of getting to the point of like, man, I might just like bail on this and come back to it another time. Mm. Uh, yeah, the, the, the waypointing is still not particularly good. Uh, although I've not been quite as lost on any yeah, other part of the game. As maintenance was definitely the worst part when I played it the first yeah. time. And yeah, it, it's like I told you when you were having this issue, like don't look at the overall map, just like follow the signs in the actual world and they're better at yeah. guiding you. Because yeah, that map oh, is kind um, of a mess That's another really good bit Of just like this This memo is just about weird office shit Where you go to the training range And there's a memo of the guy going like When you guys had me record this I thought you were <laughs> yeah. giving me time to warm up And you used my rehearsal session What the fuck yep. Like I'm going to I'm going to sue you guys yeah. And then you actually get to go do the training round And it's just him going like Oh you want me to read this? <laughs> Welcome agent to the training field uh, Hit the button in front of you You'll have 45 seconds to get through it Yeah, I love all that bit It's like um the uh, the training in Hypnospace Outlaw Is similar to that Where it's like, it's some guy like reading into a mic And it sounds like complete It's like, it's supposed to be placeholder Um, And so sometimes it sounds really blown out And it just like has his <laughs> voice like Sometimes getting replaced with computer voice Saying like your name here And stuff in it <laughs> It's really good uh, Yeah Control has a lot of really neat stuff Going on with it like that um, I am uh, at the point now where oh, I saved What's her name Mayhew Marshall Marshall Thank you I don't know why I'm remembering like the first letters Of some of these characters names <laughs> and I can't remember the rest of them Um yeah, I you. found Marshall. Yeah, I, I found Marshall, and now I'm uh, heading off to some other place uh, at her instruction uh, before she gives me information about Dylan. Mm -hmm. uh, and by that, we, of course, mean Dylan, friend of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's locked up in a Hannibal Lecter cell. 
in the oh, Panopticon. One man can like Gex that much. He has to. Gex is an object of power. Yeah. And the only way to get to the bottom of it is by kidnapping Dylan. You go into the Panopticon, and there's one cell with Dana Gould in it, and a guy has to sit there staring at him all the time, otherwise something bad will happen. I saw that Dylan changed his like avatar on Twitter and everything. That our podcast took a lot out of him. <laughs> I, I think that like getting to just air all his grievances with Gex was a very like therapeutic experience for him, but also that maybe he is now directionless in life, rudderless. It was an exorcism. <laughs> oh no. Ah. The bit where you find the rubber ducky and you find the little <laughs> audio file the woman just Yeah. Talking to the duck and going like, if you understand me, quack. Also, ah, control's great. The bit with the uh, the light cord in the motel makes me think of um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia with, I have to pull this light cord three times or Charlie will die. Yeah. Uh, I do like that the setup for that is a basically a coast-to-coast AM yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, there's an Art you... Bell-esque podcast that you listen to explaining the, have, the hotel have you gotten the uh the memos about that show uh i think i got one of them it was explaining that like hey this thing came to our attention and that it was like in parentheses because of the show so uh, they they there are memos talking about how that show i'm not i don't remember if at some point they take it over like they install one of their people as host of it or not but they say like it's beneficial to them because it essentially gives them a way to find out about altered world events and things like that without like making their own presence known. Like they can just monitor it and yeah. then send people out to investigate. I figure that was the case. That this was just a means for them to gather information and not worry about the information getting out there because right. most people would just not believe it yeah. because it's coming from a show like that. Exactly. Um, That's what's saying. It's like if anybody yeah. hears about it, they can either believe it or they'll just think it's a bunch of crackpots or whatever. It doesn't matter. Well, then, and also the crackpots that do believe it, they would have a beat on them anyway. Yeah. Yep. So it's a it's basically parlor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's a honeypot. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, in order to come on this show, you have to give us your social security number. Uh, Turns out you can log God. into people's accounts just by clicking this link. I almost did that because I thought it would be funny, but then I was also like, I don't want the FBI to investigate this person. Then they're like, what about this IP? You need to go <laughs> ask this person some questions. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm enjoying Control overall so far. Uh, I th- I'm like halfway through the game, right? I'm, I'm probably more than, close more than that I think probably okay. like two thirds From what you said right. I, I'm trying to remember Yeah maybe half because I think there's still a bit You've got to do the ash k ash, ash can ash ashtray maze uh, That's like sure. The best part of the game uh, You haven't done the panopticon No Okay uh, Those are like kind of the last areas I think Okay Well might not play more of it today, but maybe tomorrow. I've, I've not been like going as hard on that game as I do typically with yeah. video games. Uh, I've been kind of going through some other stuff, so it's, it's been hard for me to sit down and want to devote time to playing games. But yeah, that's all. Uh, all I've been playing. Okay. You been playing anything else? Uh, nope, that's it. Been watching more Deep Space Nine. Get to the very emotional episode with Nog and Vic Fontaine. Uh huh. 
Yeah, what'd you think of that? Better than most Vic Fontaine centric episodes. Okay, yeah. Um, but because Nog is carrying it, though, is the thing. Like yeah. all the Nog stuff is very good. Yeah. yeah. Basically, um, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. I actually, like I, I said, I, you know, I actually did like the bit with Vic. Where he's talking about how nice it was to actually be running all the time and like getting to sleep and live a life. Like that was all right. Yeah. Uh, Holograms matter. Yeah. Some, some they're they're I... basically people in this universe. Is well, the thing especially like, the fucked up thing. Especially this one though, which is like a a bizarre one that has free will apparently. Yeah. Um, which, like Nog asks uh, O'Brien about. And O'Brien's like, man, I don't know. I'm not a philosopher. <laughs> but it it was weird. wanted to play blackjack. It was weird to me Listen at to one Crooners. point that he was having this run all the time when normally Quark would be like, "All right, you have to turn this off. I need like I have other people wanting the Hollow Sweets. These Klingons want to do the Battle of Kalis or whatever." Um, yeah, Golden but... Cot's got some new weird Bajoran porn thing. Like, I <laughs> first of all, I need the space. Second of all, I really need Rom to hose the place down. <laughs> So, I think the Rom got a promotion. He didn't be available for about two hours. Yeah, everything is coming up Rom. Yeah. Um, I was going to. Rom's only going to reach greater heights by the end of the series. I, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but everything really does come up Rom. Good. Rom deserves yeah. it. He does. Um, and I like that it's uh, it's like codified that like Nog becomes a captain at some point in the future. Uh, well, it yeah. is upsetting that when they return to that, their idea is to kill him. <laughs> uh, but I mean that still. that was in um that was in the visitor episode. Sure, but that that was like an alternate reality thing, so you can make an argument that perhaps you know the future doesn't quite end up that way. But yeah. like I think that they have since said that like no, no matter what, he ends up becoming a captain. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, that was an all right episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you only got like seven more Vic Fontaine episodes to go, and they're all <laughs> not that good. Also, that uh, you should still watch reference. the heist one, though, because that I'm one is pretty good. I'm going to watch all of them for this last season. I've told you that. Okay. Stop telling all me right. what to watch. I'm going to watch them all. I just I worry that you're going to get to another Vic Fontaine episode, and you're going to be like, "This is it. I'm skipping these," <laughs> and then it happens to be the heist one. Uh, I watched that crap cult one. All the way through, so whatever. <laughs> to be fair, though, the premise of that should be a winner. Yeah, Golden no, Cot Patrol sex call about this. should be a layup. I know. I'm just still upset about it. I know. Me too. Oh. Retro corner. Yeah, well, retro corner. Let's okay. Get it done. Hey, remember how I mentioned Mega Man Legends at the start of this? No, I don't actually. Okay, good. I, don't I think thought you my did. memory was failing. I did. I mentioned Mega Man Legends. Uh, I don't think you did. I played Mega Man Legends. Whether or not I mentioned it, I played it. Last week, you said something about having a dream where you were uh, you, you were telling Dylan about your nightmare where you were trying to kick a this can into a tiny hole. This is the reason why. <laughs> I know. I figured I, that out. I played Mega Man Legends in practically one sitting, and it drove me to madness. Uh, yeah, that's what did not it. that bad. Look, Mega Man Legends is a very charming game. It has a lot of personality. It's funny. I think the voice acting is all right for yeah. the time that that game Especially came out. Especially Teaselbon. Yeah, Teaselbon's great. 
I'm pretty <laughs> sure I did not look it up, but I I think is uh, the guy who voices Raditz. I don't know about that, but I know some other things about him that are. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> I, are you sure? I believe this is a Kevin Spacey situation. Um, what? <laughs> Never mind. What you have elaborate? to say? What no, you have I to need say? to know what happened. What did because Jesus have, Bond do? Because I have to look it up. Okay. Um. Well, I hope that nothing horrible has happened with the actress for Tron Bond because she's like pretty much the best character in that oh, whole yeah. thing. Oh yeah. I think she's. Um, fine. Which got me to the point where I wanted to play the Misadventures of Tronbon, and then I kind of looked up like the different gameplay styles in that thing, and I'm not sure. There was stuff about moving boxes around, and I was like, fuck that. I like Misadventures um, of Tronbon a lot. I, it gets a lot of positive reception, but like when I just read what the gameplay is, I'm like, oh, that sounds terrible. It <laughs> sounds like stuff that I hate. Um, so maybe I check it out eventually, but uh, maybe it doesn't go on the list. Um, which I'll talk about in a, in a second because I got, well, I'll talk about it now. Um, I needed to fill a space in there because I had some uh, issues with, uh, oh, what was it? I had an issue with the game recently. I had to remove it. Uh, I had another issue, which was Front Mission 4, which every time I try to play that, I get like a couple hours in and then I bounce off of it. And I tried to do it again and I played maybe four hours. And I think I just find Front Mission 4 to be very boring. Well, to the point that I don't think I can stand 40 hours of it. So, I have two spots to fill. I'm filling them with Eco and Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. So you never play those played those? I finished uh, Shadow of the Colossus, but it's been a long time. I never played Eco. I thought this was supposed to be games you never played. I've been over this, like, multiple times. It's also games that I've played before, and it's just been a long time, and I want to play them again. I don't pay attention to what you oh. say. Uh, do oh, you, thank you. All right, here's your update on uh, Teasel Bond. Uh, okay. Robert Smith. Uh, oh, apparently he died last year. Well, oh. anyway, uh, in 2008, Smith pleaded guilty to two charges of possessing and one charge of distributing child pornography. He received a 20 month prison sentence. Uh. Anyway, he's dead now. <laughs> Yeah, the the specter of creepazoidism uh, looms large over Teasel Bond. Jesus fucking Christ. I really wish it didn't ruin Teasel Bond for me like that. Yeah, I know. But it ruined it for me, so now you have to know too. Because I like Teasel Bond. He's cool. I don't like this cursed knowledge that I have that Teasel Bond's a creepazoid. Yep. Pervert number one. Well, too bad. <laughs> Anyway, the game is very charming, and I keep bringing up the fact that it's very charming because a lot of this game is carried off of its charm because it sure ain't carried off the gameplay because the gameplay is bad. Um, having your like left and right movement mapped to the shoulder buttons yeah. feels extremely shitty, especially when you perfectly good dual analog controller can supplement that kind of movement on the right analog stick. That's why there's two of them. Not they at the time. They do that. Was that a pre-DualShock game? Pretty sure, yeah. Okay. Because when I... The way I had it mapped in emulation was I was able to control Mega Man using the left analog stick, but just the right analog stick wouldn't do anything. But, like, having to still turn off the shoulder buttons feels terrible. Um, you have a lock-on, which helps to a point. 
uh, but there are some enemies that just bounce all over the place and it makes the lock-on practically useless for them. So there's a few like boss fights that are just really uncomfortable and slightly nauseating. Yeah. Um, and then the fact that I think a lot of the locations just look very samey. The way that the game is built makes every place feel like it's procedurally generated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's even a though dungeon it's dungeon crawling game, basically. It is. Uh, but like a dungeon crawler at that point in time is just here are these flat hallways with a texture and that's it. It's just it's built a bunch of boxes connected end to end. I yeah. like Persona Three and Persona Four, but the parts where you're actually crawling around in those dungeons kind of suck. Like I've I've never liked the stuff even in games that I am way more enamored with than the uh, the Mega Man Legends. Um. It, I, I think Mega Man Legends is a game that probably should either get remade or have a sequel because I think that like you could do a lot more with that and I think that it is, again, so charming that I want more of it even though I didn't like actually playing it. Uh, the problem is that they'll never do that because they tried to at one point in time and that shit got shut down. Hmm. Rest in peace, Mega Man Legends 3. With all the fucking sickos who wanted it and mailed in and, like, call-bombed people demanding Mega Man Legends 3. Also, that other I thing think... that was not Mega Man Legends 3 got cancelled, right? Uh, uh, what is it, like, Red Ash or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think a demo it's came the other out for Inafune it. Thing. And then it just yeah. never appeared. That was the thing where it was like... It it was gonna be funded by some weird Chinese company that if you looked at their website yeah. <laughs> looked fake. And then yeah. also they had like a um a Kickstarter going for it too. Yes. Well that was And I think that, that there's I think. maybe I think while that was running though, they said that they were also getting funding elsewhere. Okay. I don't know if it was like up front they said that or if it was like midway through or something. Mm-hmm. And it may have been after. I, I don't remember. It's been a while. And that is a a whole gigantic story because it's attached to the Mighty Number no. Nine shit. Just as a quick um, note, uh, the Dual Shock was introduced in November 1997, uh, which is the same month Mega Man Legends came out. So <laughs> they did not have time to um, make that a dual analog <gasps> game. Um, Should just delayed it. Made yeah. it control better. Well, the weird thing is, I don't think Mega Man Legends Two used it either. That's more unforgivable. Yeah. Uh, Much better game though. Wait. Well, I don't know. I I was thinking about playing Misadventures of Trombone or that or both of them, but then kind of by the end of Mega Man Legends, I was like, I I don't know that I I want to keep playing more of this in the short term. Like I said, it it's something that I think that if you did it today and you had a more modernized control scheme and you had the ability to make those dungeons feel more lively you gave them more character mm-hmm. then i would be extremely interested in it um but unfortunately the case being what it is we're probably not going to get that i am um, i'll save and you for some a game time. that has so much character it's a yeah uh don't play tron bond because it has math puzzles in it so you're not going to get Perfect. through that anyway right i know i gotta find all the serve bots and there's like 40 of them or something like that yeah it doesn't matter I could raise the serve bots like Chow, except yep. better because yeah. they're fucking serve bots. You can and make serve them bots like are dope. Run on treadmills and drop spikes on them and stuff. It's good. Hell yeah. That actually kind of sounds neat. Yeah. <laughs> like I like Chow Garden esque stuff, just not specifically the Chow Garden because the Chow Garden sucks. 
Mm. Um, yeah, like I, I do kind of like after that like opening sequence where you kind of push the bombs out of town. Like they leave a few of the serve bots behind, so they're just kind of hanging out. Like yeah. one in the library, he's trying to like find some cooking books so he can be a better cook. Like that stuff's cute. There's because a lot of stuff like that in the game. I I like everything about Mega Man Legends except for the actual dungeon crawling bits. Like the rest of yep. it is really good, but that kind of kills yeah. everything for me. Graphically, it it really holds up too. Like yeah, the it amount does. of just facial animations in that thing is nuts for mm-hmm. the for the PlayStation. Like this is the system that had Metal Gear Solid. Which those characters didn't even have faces. Yeah, they look like golden eye <laughs> characters. Yeah, um, yeah, like that stuff is really great. Like when I say that they should make a new Mega Man Legends, I would still hope that the characters are as animated and lively as they are. And I think that's part of what makes the dungeon crawling suck is it's such a like void of personality and a game that is otherwise dripping with it. That there's just there's it's so brimming with life, and then you get into the dungeons. And all that is sucked away, and it's just very dull. That was CM Punk's theme song, right? Void of Personality? Yes. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Rest in peace, cum punk. <laughs> he got COVID and died. Yeah, he punked too much cum. It finally got him. <laughs> it's what the straight-edged lifestyle does to an MFR. Yeah, he's very straight-edged, except when it comes to cum. Mm-hmm. Can't get enough yeah. of it. It's all about the calm life. Um, yeah, so I guess like on a scale of, I think it's 44 serve bots, uh, I'd probably give the game 32 serve bots. Uh, Seems high. It, it's maybe a bit generous, but like when I say it carries itself on as character, I really, really mean that. I, I am going to have a lot of fond memories of playing that game, mm-hmm. and yet... None of those memories will be about the part where I'm actually playing the game. All the parts where I sit back and watch it, love that stuff. Fantastic. Yeah. I want more of it. Well, so. playing Mega Man Legends 2, so you get a great cliffhanger ending where everybody is stranded and will probably die. Teasel Bond asks if anyone wants to watch some videos with him, and then it just cuts there. <laughs> I think we Teasel, never come back to it. I think Teasel actually gets away. I, I think he's like... Like the Bond family, I think turn out fine. It's like Mega Man and uh, Roll and that's fucked up. Like the doc, like the maybe the little robot monkey or something. They all get stuck. They're like in another dimension and they can't get out. Oh. It's basically the end of Twin Peaks, actually. Data is great. Yeah. By the way, that's I a... uh, well known fact that I do not trust monkeys. I do not like monkeys. Uh, monkeys are vicious. They will rip your nuts off and they will eat your face. Except Data. I would give my life for that monkey. The the main thing I remember, or well, not the main thing, but one of the main things I remember about Mega Man Legends was, um, in the uh the like memory card management thing on the PlayStation, the save data like icon for Mega Man Legends was a little GIF of Data <gasps> dancing. Yes. Every time I close and, my eyes, I see Data dancing. And, and actually, I think that's one of those that, like, if you put into a PlayStation 2, it actually gave, like, a polygonal version of that. Oh, they knew. They yeah. knew what people wanted. Exactly. It's just hard-baked into the PlayStation 2 OS to look for any save data of Mega Man Legends and then inject this polygonal data. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That was pretty now, weird. Data's, 
there there has to be plushes of data and i I would probably buy one i'm not the kind of person who buys plushes um yeah i I have a few you can make one like out of a plush from a super monkey ball like graft it to something else because it's basically the same thing head off of i i yeah like get this plush fi and just break it in half i mean he basically is just i i yeah um i got like um of a few plushes they were all from when sonic mania came out and they were like five or seven bucks each of sonic tails knuckles and eggman i was just like yeah they're, they're cheap and like i'm very excited for this game so i'm gonna buy them and they're all worth like a lot of money now i think they're like 70 bucks a piece yeah sonic fans are freaks uh yeah the only plushes i have are i have uh that um the jack frost dressed as raito kuzunoha from devil summoner came with devil summoner too and and i have a plush of domokun that i won in a, a crane machine in a movie theater oh nice um, yeah. I do. I I do have a very tiny plush of Morgana that came with like the collector's edition of Persona Five. Oh yeah, I think I have. I, well, I must have that yeah. too. I probably just kept it in the box because who cares? I'll need it out. So tiny though, it barely constitutes as a plush. I don't need it telling me to go to sleep. <laughs> Maybe that's what I should do. I should just have it set up across from my bed, berate me to go to sleep. Get Cumpunk in there. I'll have him give you a go to sleep. They'll do it. <sighs> And he comes on me a little, and yeah, just a little bit, just yeah, just a tiny bit, you know, just a little drizzle, keep me moisturized, mm-hmm. yeah, so I don't dry out in the middle of the night. Give you some of that drip. <laughs> uh, no, thank you. Yeah. Well, I think that's all I have to say about Mega Man Legends. Uh, what what would you rate it? Um, out of well, I'm just gonna do my standard uh ten rating. I would, prob- I would probably give it a 6.5 Again saying That yes the charm and like, The cutscenes and everything That all elevates it a lot Yeah, Actually the dungeons I'm, and stuff Eh whatever I think if you broke down the math My 32 out of 44 is pretty much equivocal To what you give it Yeah actually probably um, Yeah I mean you're no math expert No we all know now how I play blackjack, and it's no, you, a fucking embarrassment. You gave it 32 out of 44? Yeah. That's like three quarters, so that'd be like a 7.5. Yeah, yeah, a little lower. Okay. Actually, mm. no, it'd be a bit higher. Well, then yeah, I changed higher. my score to 27 out of 44 <laughs> to get more in line with Larry Davis's rating. So. Well, that's lower than mine. That'd be like a 6? To summarize, <laughs> I give Mega Man Legends... 32 out of 44 Larry okay. gives it 6.5 out of 10 And then I also give it 27 out of 44 Okay Yeah Ratings Alright <laughs> I would give all the surf bots though To medium Again the show uh, Terrific watch If anyone hasn't seen it Yeah she throws those tables with her mind real good That's it for And then control week. is okay too We'll see you next time Oh Goodbye, dinosaurs. Everyone says sooner or later you'll reach the end of life. When things get rough, something gets easy to jump the ship. You decide. I 
say 